podcast and guess what guys we have a special guest tonight miss robbie renee is joining us right now let's get into it (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate you so much for coming on tonight i'm ready to pick her brain about somebody's life <laughs> that sounds real, real good. And she's still good right it now. Was a really, really good soon. Okay, so put in the chat what like blew you away. This book to me was like super feel good. Mm-hmm. It was a real feel good book to mm-hmm. me. It wasn't like a lot of whole bunch of drama outside of her whack ass husband. You know, right, it was. That's true. But it was just like a real feel good. Like I was just getting, okay, love on that black woman vibe. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know, something that I experienced in this book that I am not used to is um, like at the very beginning in the prologue, I fell in love with mm-hmm. their story from right. the beginning. You know, Who so I, I Quentin with, and the girl with, Quentin with Gemma and, uh, and, and Gemma and her husband. I you did know, too. I fell in love with their story. So when I first started reading in the prologue, I I was kind of feeling them. I'm like, this is beautiful. They in college, and he was like, we. He told her like she pushed the baby out. She they were still stitching her up, mm-hmm. and he was like, I want to marry you. I want us to be a family, right? <laughs> and I'm like, come it was, on. It was like, a complete come let down. Let down when he just came out to just be. One of your favorite people, Corey. And so I fell in love in this book and fell out of love with the story and fell in love with a new story. And normally that doesn't happen. Normally it's from the beginning, but Mm I, uh, normally it's from the beginning, you know, that's who I'm going to stick with. But Mm -hmm. I was surprised because he ended up being like her husband was a fuck nigga for real. He was. Real deal. All right, y'all. Let's talk to Miss Robbie, y'all. We got out the line. Let's get, let's talk to her. Hey, 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 hey. How's everybody? First of all, Miss Robbie, Miss <laughs> Robbie, hi, we're from the same place. Wait, what did you say? I said we're from the same place. So while we're oh. reading this, yes, ma'am, I'm from St. Louis. Okay. Yes. Oh. So when I was reading. I was getting like HBCU Mizzou vibes. Mm. That is very good. I went to Mizzou. So okay. that is very good. <laughs> I have a daughter who goes there now. But um, yeah, I was getting HBCU because it was, you know, right outside of St. Louis. Yes, yes. Of course, I couldn't say Mizzou. So. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So we go further from HBCU. <laughs> I want to shout out Miss Robbie for joining us today because I, I, I'm going to say I dropped the ball because we was we were talking today because we you know we always pregame pregame about what we're gonna you know we get getting on later let's pregame mm-hmm. and Shapana was like it would have been nice if we could have had her on and and that's normally like I reach out to a lot of people and I was like I wasn't thinking I literally text this or not text I inboxed her probably three hours ago it's like hey I don't know why I didn't because we've been engaging on the page all yes. week because yes. we've been near the board and they're borderline us, stalking yeah. you yeah listen I was coming anyway even if I didn't <laughs> like me I was coming 
You was coming. Okay. We've been borderline stalking you. We've been tagging you two, three times a day on stuff. So, and I was like, I, and I, I said, so can you please just be in the chat tonight? I said, well, I would love to have you on, but I know we have asked way too late and we normally wouldn't do this. Yeah. And, and, and Robbie said, I got y'all. He said, I'll be there I'll anyway. You whatever y'all need. Listen, I got an 18 year old honey who don't pay me no mind. So, right. <laughs> said, I got time tonight. Right. right. My, my right. evenings are free. Okay. Well, let's get in. We're not going to get into food this yet. We want to know a little bit more about you as a writer. So, what number novel is this for you? So, somebody's wife was number seven. Okay. And I released number eight in February. So foreplay was number eight. Okay, what, what was Kindred? Is it Kindred you? Kindred mm -hmm. was the first kids, pretty sure it was number four. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So you, you came through with the narrator on somebody's wife. I'm like, well, she came with the big gun. Right. People waiting like, no game. I, That's what I was thinking. Oh, I crossed my fingers and toes. I begged Wesley. I was like, Wesley, please, if you can please get Jacoby to do this, please, please. <laughs> I begged her. And they like a package deal now. That uh, And she said, okay, he can do it and I can do it. We got one date. Can you commit to that? I was like, yes. If yes. I got to pass the collection plate, I'm going to find the money. For <laughs> so they were able to make it work. Cool, cool, cool. So one of our top questions to ask authors when they come on is, when did you start fall in love with writing, reading? Where were you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I have been in love with reading for as long as I can remember. I was telling somebody, I was in second grade reading at fourth and fifth grade level. So okay. books have always been like a love, um, but I loved poetry. I read a lot of Langston Hughes, Nikki Giovanni. It was just so many different poets. Um, you shouted her out in the book. Just yeah, favorite you saw that Nikki in there. Yeah. Right. So you, and you, like, things that I love personally show up in my books all the time, including St. Louis food for, for the person who's from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So all of those things show up. But I've always been in love with reading and writing I was a journalism major at Mizzou, and okay. at the time that I was there, it was the number one journalism school in the country, so writing has just always been really, really um, important, but I always wrote for school. It was never for pleasure, you know, mm -hmm. undergrad, graduate school, and then when the pandemic hit is when I really actually had the time to kind of sit down and explore this thing that I had loved for so many years, and that is when my first first novella was born and that was French Kiss Christmas that was my very really? first work um, in 2020 you out here writing like you've been here a minute okay right. that's you, what I'm saying that's why I am in these literary streets yes <laughs> yes Andy, next question would be why do you think that it's important or why do you write black love or just like you know I mean because I'm a black girl who love black men and I love my black husband, okay. my black son. You know? okay. <laughs> so I think, you know, and I, it's no diss to writers who choose to write interracial relationships. You know, I, I read those too. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it is 
I love black love. Like, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in high school in the 90s, you had the Love Jones of okay. the world and all right. of those movies. And we don't always get that now. I feel like we started to get some of that with like the photograph and some of those movies mm-hmm. that have come out more recently. But I feel like, you know, just what Black people dealing with in this world, like we need a little love. Right. <laughs> we need something for us. <laughs> we Thank need you. something. Thank you. Yeah, well, we appreciate each other, and, yeah, because we sure loved reading it. This book has been like super, like everybody been talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very taboo. Yeah, like Patrice said in the beginning, you set us up to fall so hard. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all was feeling Quentin. So y'all was feeling Quentin in the beginning. In the very beginning, yeah, story was beautiful. Yeah, like, he, he puppy love. I kind of had a little inkling um, when, sister, shit. when the sister was like, "Yeah, yeah, don't mess with my right, don't mess I with no one." Already real one. I was preparing myself. It felt like like he when she got pregnant, he was like, "Calm down." He wasn't the guy who was just like the way he did the girl in the, towards the end. Like you know, mm-hmm. he didn't do that to her. He was just like, "You pregnant? We gonna figure this out, and you we gonna still go to school, and I'm gonna love you through it." Yeah, her pregnant on purpose. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. He was it. too high. Okay, y'all. Me. So let's set the scene. So the love, the story, the book starts off with young love. I know I love me some young love. Start off with young <laughs> love. These two people, they meet. Wait a minute. But okay, so she is getting her room painted. Her mm-hmm. they trying to paint their dorm room. Okay, so yep. they at Monroe. Is that right? Yeah, Monroe University. University. Yep. AKA Mizzou. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, um, they at Monroe University. They trying to paint their room, but they was like, they don't want to do it. So her brother, um, what was the best friend name? Karan. Mm-hmm. that's her that's the brother's sister's brother's name. Sister. okay so her yeah. best friend the main character's name is Gemma. yep her best friend's name is karan and yep. she has a brother quentin so they was finna get ready to paint their dorm room now brother came in he finding them he got <laughs> green eyes he like tall what did he play he played basketball football no he, he was a track, track. He's a track star track, track, He's a track star. Track. He ran track, he was a track store, so he's tall, it's probably musky. You know how them um, college men be. I didn't go to college, but I'm just saying, I'm just slipping out, no sitting the same guy. So he find he come and she, he like kind of flirting, they flirting back and forth. And her friend, like, no, nah, gone with all that because she knew him. She knew mm-hmm. that he was a hoe. She knew he was a cheater. But why mm-hmm. was Gemma like? Fuck all that. I was, was like, no. <laughs> you can't. We can go on a date. We can go on a I date. Mean, she was 18. Think about, think about how many times you should have said no at 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you told me I shouldn't want when I was 18 is exactly what I want. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. this dude fine as hell and you shouldn't kick it with him. It's like, but look at this guy. He's so nice. Exactly. He got a 4.0. And right. he's I'm like, Psh. No, it was like he was a he was a wolf in sheep's clothing, and I also feel like Gemma was very naive. She didn't she didn't know no better. She was raised to I didn't get that. I you thought know. that he cared about her a lot in the beginning. I, I thought he really loved her in the beginning. You I think, think he really. In a way, I feel like he preyed on her innocence. He knew that she was the prissy, preppy type. You know, the type you could take home to mama, a type you're supposed to have a family with. 
So I kind of sort of feel like, you know, because he kept calling her pretty girl, you know, and she was like, I'm more than just a pretty face. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you dress like this. You know, mm -hmm. her having her J's on and stuff. And, you know, I feel like he was he liked the facade. And which came to fruition throughout their 20 year marriage. That that's right. what enjoyed. So their relationship moved kind of yeah. quick. They was like together and then they was humping. And, and like seven and months later, she was pregnant. That's what made he think he got a pregnant on purpose. That was it was that far away. It was that far. It was seven months. It seemed like it yeah. happened so fast. Yeah, because they were still because it was her freshman year. She didn't get yeah. pregnant at the beginning of her freshman year. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so then she get pregnant. So then y'all fast forward until present day okay so this cute little love story that patrice <laughs> fell in love with you know these beautiful look young people is now 40 year old miserable beings okay and that's terrible that's a terrible place to be in so yeah, Jim, you know. and i hate to see people i mean like it's the real world because on the outside looking in you look it's like this dude is a coach at a prominent university she Your is name. a doctor you know, and I mean, like, and they have a really good life. And it's just, I hate to see it. It's like, and they just as miserable mm -hmm. as all get out. Why did you make her so sad? I think that, you know, it was important for Jenna, Gemma to have time to explore herself. And the whole purpose of the title, she was somebody's wife since so she was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. That is all she knew is being a wife and a mother since she was 19 years old. So she was naive about a few things because she didn't get to really, you know, she did. She said she had a traditional college experience. She pledged the sorority and those types of things, but she didn't really get to do she probably date. everything. She yeah. didn't have a whole phase. She, she didn't have right, exactly. She, she did not have, have that phase that's important about you to explore your body, to explore what you like, what you don't like, mm -hmm. all of those types of things. So I think chains and whips excite her. Huh? I said chains and whips excited her. <laughs> yeah. Right. And she didn't even know chains and whips. And, and I think you also have to keep in mind her parents have been married for so long so she, in her head she saw them as the example of mm -hmm. I'm supposed to stay married for 40 years you know to death do us part it don't matter what he doing and it took him really really doing something for her to really be like oh wait a minute what why am I still here why am I doing this because I'm Dr. Jim Holiday like I'm doing this on my own right but she had made it up in her head that she needed Quentin and that they needed to be the holidays of Monroe University. That was the, that was the image. The saddest thing to me was that she had made it up in her mind that as miserable as she knew she was, she was going to be that. She was going to suffer. And she was going to be that. So she knew that he was doing what he was doing. Yep. And she was just like, she was willing to play that role and just be in this loveless what she felt like was a loveless marriage. And that was just saddened me for her to have it going on as much as she did. Mm -hmm. And she was planning on being that way. She did not, she wasn't looking for love. She wasn't looking for um, Dr. Green. No. And you know, I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad that um, Karan stuck by her. Mm -hmm. and didn't say like I told you so like right. I told you he wasn't shit the first time you met him and that's you, my brother that's you my was being. To and stuff. I told you but yeah. I, I, 
I, I think their relationship happened the way that it was supposed to back then. Maybe they should not have taken on those grown people responsibilities at mm-hmm. such a young age, even though she got pregnant so young, you know, yeah. whatever. But I think that he did love her. I think they were in love. He just went back to his dog ways and got yeah. the cheating when she got sick. So when we fast forward to present day, the husband is Quentin. He a cheetah. And not only is he a cheater, but he's not taking care of her. Like if you're gonna mm-hmm. be a cheater, be a cheater, but make sure I get mine too. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but you have to you have to think about she she made a comment where it was like she didn't she didn't even want him anymore. Yeah, because her did. body wouldn't even respond to him yeah. because mentally she knew what he was out in the he street was doing. out. Yeah, so it was like, I don't even want you to touch me. Right. <laughs> so, I have a question, Robin, real quick. Do you think if Dr. Green wouldn't have came along, she would have suffered in silent for the next 20 years? I or think the think baby would have been a tipping point with or without Dr. Green. I think okay. the baby would have been a tipping Because yeah, like she oh, said, okay, okay. she said to him, I now, I've already, I've always known what you were doing, but I could almost make it up like it wasn't happening if I wanted to but now I got a constant reminder I'm looking into those green eyes they look like my daughter they look like you so I got a constant reminder of your indiscretion at this Mm. point so I think the baby with or without Dr. Green was the tipping point Mm. well let's 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 get Dr. Green on the scene okay because Dr. Green ain't on the scene yet we keep talking about Dr. Dr. Green ain't even came on the scene Dr. Ezekiel Green before we meet Zeke can we mention how upset Quentin is with his wife like he is uh he apparently he's going through stress with his right with the mistress his mistress but how he takes it out on his wife, yeah. like, he wanted, like she can't even say nothing like, okay, you're mm-hmm. late for this appointment. Don't start with me. And so he literally is pissed at her and she has never, she never snatched on his ass. Right. That's another right. thing I didn't like about her. She was very passive. I'm like, bitch, where's your backbone? <laughs> not, only was he cheating, not only was he cheating on her, but he was treating her like shit and mm-hmm. doing it. And he wasn't screwing her. Yeah. He wasn't attracted to her. And when her in her most vulnerable moment, he wasn't able to be be there for her. So Listen. that opened the door. That's what I was going to say. He Dr. left the door wide like, open. That opened the, he he left left the door open for Dr. Green. Baby, okay, he left so the he, door, the windows, the garage. Right. <laughs> he was wide open at that he point. Didn't, he didn't have to use no key. He didn't have to keep that door open. Anybody could have walked on in. But you know what? Jimmy divided him a hard time. So anyway, okay, so the husband cheating all that, right, y'all? So then um, Gemma is, what is she? She's a a dean of student affairs. Okay, she was a dean of student affairs. And And they Delta. They were hiring a new, uh, what was it called? A provo. What's a provo? What is it? Yeah, that's, I, was, I was like, so pro, a provo, some universities have provos and some do not. Mm-hmm. It basically is right up under the president, almost like oh, the right. vice president of the United States. If something happens to the president of the school, the provost, you know, steps in, but the provost mm-hmm. is the one who raises a lot of the money for the school. Mm-hmm. They oversee oh. their finances. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, um, Dr. Green, no, Dr. Dr. Holiday, Gemma, 
is hiring a new or she's in the hiring process she's like right. a panel of hiring mm-hmm. the new provost right right mm-hmm. and this man that she ain't met yet and this woman okay and in her head she like you know black girl get magic and everything she already know that she met right. this woman over here and that she probably gonna hire her mm-hmm. yeah she meets the man <laughs> that's gonna be coming on into the thing too so she's meeting him for dinner it's kind of a lot surrounding this dinner she's having a girl night and all this stuff mm-hmm. so the man shows up for his interview which i don't know what kind of interview this they doing at this at a dinner on a, fr- on a friday night on a friday and night she's been already, drinking she been drinking she already two cocktails in <laughs> she so so what kind of interview process girl night but it walks Dr. Green, okay, yeah. Dr. Green, everybody is taken aback, including me reading the book. I want to say he was like six three, bald headed, stout. I want to say I kind of saw a picture like a Morris Chestnut. When he you walked know? in, I, I heard would, I would be okay music. with that. Uh-huh. You're okay with that? Like no, a Morris Chestnut, you know, fine-looking specimen. Yes. You know? I heard yes. theme music when he came in the room. It was like, dude, no. Right. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was like, wait a minute. Who is this man? So when he seen Gemma, though, okay, so Gemma is plus size. Would you say she plus size? When I think 200 pounds, I don't be thinking plus size. I don't think it's plus size neither. I don't be thinking Okay, so Gemma is look, but she's shapely. She's plus size, so. Okay. So she real shapely. She got a little meat on her bone. I love the the sins you put in her about them women from the uh, Midwest. They be cornbread. She's talking about you. Yes. Cornbread said, hey, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Green and all the women is totally taken by him, but He's taken by Gemma. Right. He don't see nothing mm-hmm. else but this brown, big bone woman. <laughs> when he, yeah. She had a small waist and a big booty and oh, with a big bone. <laughs> she had a cold big booty and pretty face. I like it. Small yeah. waist, big booty, pretty face. <laughs> yes. So when they first meet each other, okay, and he knows that she is married. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he still? kind of pursued her she says somewhere in that whole dinner he says that she has like a hopeful sadness like he sees mm-hmm. a hopeful sadness in her he and i she think wasn't happy mm-hmm. and she wasn't happy i think for him he said it like i'm not getting this job because i already know you want to hire dr brewer so I'm gonna uh, so shoot. I'm, I'm gonna have a good night. I'm a, and you know what I thought about was the scene in um oh what's the movie with Morris Chestnut and or not Morris Chestnut with uh Wesley Snipes and um Angela Bassett. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, waiting to exhale. Waiting to exhale. Waiting to exhale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of like that now. I where it was like, you know what? I, you know, we, we're never going to see each other again. So I'm I'm going to have this innocent one night stand. And that's really mm-hmm. what it turned out to be. But was it, was just, it wasn't, it was an intimacy one night but stand. They, it was, was they didn't have sex. They did not have sex. Was it that? When he gave her the key, y'all, what would he say? Um, He right. said, don't think about it. 
Damn, what did he say? He said, don't, don't think come. about it. Just come. Yeah, just, just do. Come. Yep. Just come. Yeah, okay, why didn't he have sex? I love that better because I, I I wanted it I wanted it to be a different definition of a one night stand. Mm. Like for her, one night stand was like we get ready to hit it, be out, we never gonna see each other again. But that mo- that intimacy moment is almost it's stronger than, than sex. sex. It's right? stronger than the sex. So I did not want them to have a one night stand. I didn't want that to be the way their relationship started. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be that level of connection where it was like, it actually don't have to be sex, but she felt like she was, she, she felt good after that night. Right. You know what? After that <laughs> night, Robbie, after that night, she was like, well, I technically didn't do anything wrong, but if you spend a night with a man and y'all big spoon, little spoon all night. <laughs> that is wrong. It is. I, because my, I can't tell wrong. my husband that I didn't, didn't cradle up in somebody's arm and he held Absolutely not. Okay, I but slept. considering her relate, uh, considering, okay, so this is good. I'm glad you said that, Patrice. Considering the state of her relationship, was she wrong? No. No. In my mind, no, she wasn't wrong because her husband mm-hmm. is an F nigga. So yeah. here I am trying <laughs> to be like four mistresses. Technically, technically, she's still wrong. Now Q ain't right to, to come at her the way he did, but mm-hmm. technically, when you marry and you sleep with somebody else, no matter what it is when you sleep with somebody else and they not separate, they're not legally separated. They're not divorced. They haven't talked about being apart. Technically, just a just a it is still, it's That's still infidelity. Well, you wrote her feeling kind of bad. Yeah. She had a little remorse about it. She felt kind of yeah. bad. Which part so, though? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Which part are we talking about? She feel bad. She feel bad after the intimacy one night stand or she feel bad after they fucked? Because I don't think she felt bad after they had sex. No, she was running through daisies after they had sex. Because at that point, she knew her marriage was over. Right, right, right. right, Whether whether it was on paper, legally separated or not, she knew her marriage was over after Bethany showed up. So I don't think she felt bad. And she said that I have zero regrets. Mm, I do think she felt something after the one night saying but the, i don't think that was guilt like i don't think she felt guilt and like oh my god i did this to quentin i think because she is right. genuinely a good person yeah. and she lives life right she does the right thing yeah and so because like i just did something that's not right i don't think quentin flashed in her mind at all it's just no. i'm a married woman i have a daughter i you know i, I think it was just her yeah. her way of being just doing things right because she was naive or whatever but i don't think her guilt had anything to do with how quentin would feel about it or hurting yeah. him mm-hmm. i don't think she and i do think she genuinely him. wished that she could rekindle the intimacy and love and feelings they had in the past mm-hmm. so it was almost you know there's one part in the book where she says she more she's mourned the demise of her marriage long before it ended Mm-hmm. I think that was her mourning fact. Oh, she wow. was in mourning of, of the inevitable. Like she knew she it was coming, 
but she was in mourning of the inevitable and i i mean i i wrote it but i'm guilty as a woman i didn't stay in stuff longer than what i should have period don't we all <laughs> you know preparing your heart preparing your mind to leave and i think that's what she was doing she was more and had no dream that ezekiel was gonna come in and like and so you know shake what, a whole world up I've been through that before. Like I was married before and I got divorced, but I mourned it. I didn't use the word mourn, but I was hurt afterwards, but it had nothing to do with him. I was hurt because I failed at something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not used to, I'm not used to I failing. Can see that like, I couldn't, you know, as, mm-hmm. as good as I am at so many things, I couldn't uh, make it work, but it wasn't right. a him thing point. at all. And mm-hmm. I think that can apply to her because think about, she's like, I never, I, I only knew how to win. Mm-hmm. and when exactly. I got when she got pregnant it was like this was the biggest red flag and she was trying to make up almost make up for getting pregnant at mm-hmm. such a young age her whole adult life right and so wow. I do think you know there was a uh and, and maybe mourning may or may not be the right word but I do think she was going through a loss of who she used to be right versus mm-hmm. who she was becoming as well because your marriage does your marriage and your job defines mm-hmm. you. and think about who you were at 20 is not who you are at 40 right you right. know I, I, I mean i'm 46 and i was i'm a different person than i was at 40 right. so it's like you know you have to and he and so for them not to be her for them not to be together, that's the end of the holidays because they're mm-hmm. the holidays. Right. You know that's what right. I mean? Like we are, we are that couple. And so it's more than that. Also, it's like now that this has happened, we won't be that. And I think part of him being upset about her leaving is that he's gonna lose that too. Because mm-hmm. even though he had another woman, he was screwing the janitor's wife. It's still like he, he was the lawn care's wife, and she, and she and she was a nurse, I think. She worked in the yeah, she worked at the university hospital. The fact that she, I just didn't like the fact that he fucking slept shit where he slept at. Like, come on now, right? <laughs> like, who okay, we so not to somebody in They have uh, a night together. After they have their night together, they um start DMing each other. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. It all starts with a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's dangerous. Every time. Every time. Y'all better stay on social media. Because we think it's innocent. It's nothing but a quick message. Next thing no. you know, you get to- it's like it's the good morning text. Thing you know you pregnant. You doing in the middle of the day? It's the you know what's on your mind? It's the I was thinking about you or yep. I watched something. The Corey, the Grand Rising Queen, yep. right? Yep, yep. yep. Grand Rising Queen. Like she on the phone too much with me for her mm-hmm. to where to be married. Like where do you mean it? Right. If you oh, so he don't know what's going on yet. Because yeah, he's too he busy doing something else. He don't see that his wife is, is all of a sudden she's smiling more and she's and, and she up in her study, you know, more. Mm-hmm. So again, with the, the, the inboxing, was anybody like, mm, she teetering or, oh, I don't know about this or, you know, was anybody like feeling bad? No, I was rooting it on and I was really rooting it on when he left her at the damn therapy session. Like that was my breaking point. I'm like, you nigga, you nigga. <laughs> or you, 
She went jump through hoops to find the perfect therapist that you requested. That he wanted. And your ass then forgot about our session. That's how mm-hmm. you know he didn't care about the marriage no more. And then he can't, then she mentioned that he got an attitude with her. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just like yeah. a narcissist. Yeah. 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 Monica, yeah. I'm with you. I was Monica um in the chat. She was like, girl, go get you some happy. For real. <laughs> that part. And you know she what? got that answer. You heard me. <laughs> so, so you knew that this was a dangerous thing when her and Dr. Green Ezekiel started talking. They immediately were getting to know each other. They didn't, mm-hmm. they weren't talking about um a show that was on TV. They were getting to know each other's favorite. Yep. Or it wasn't talking about sex or nothing. It wasn't. Wasn't talking about sex, weren't talking about her marriage, weren't talking none of those things. Like they he was really trying to get to know her. As he was Jim trying or- to get to know Dr. Green. Like he was mm-hmm. getting to know Jim, but he didn't ask her about her daughter. He asked her about her. And yep. that he had her at that. Because yeah, she had had doing. nobody really look at her. They looked well, at her, looking on her as a yeah, professional. Was, they looked at her. As a, she was Shiloh's mom. Yeah. And she was Monroe University's whatever. She was never Gemma, never. right? Mm-hmm. Like she was never Jules or who, you know. So mm-hmm. he wanted Gemma to know Jewel. her. Was it Gemma? That was that that that's where it starts child that's where that's where he got her he got us so, somebody needs to take some notes off this book man i want to get him get to know her so they talking in the thing so something happens with the lady who everyone knew that she was going to hire mm-hmm. at the school i think she and, had cancer or something by default Dr. Green gets this job. So they having this little building this relationship through the DMs under the notion that they're not going to see each other again. He's in New York. Mm-hmm. She's in St. Louis. Basically. That's why she felt safe mm-hmm. to do it because right. they will never see each other. They, they, they didn't think other. they was ever going to see each other again because this woman was going to get this job. Yada, yada, That's yada. Right. Dr. Green get the job and now Dr. Green is on the scene. Okay, yeah, She right. saw him and her panties was wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she it got so bad she was playing cat and mouse with this man yes now we in a room full of people you go over this way and i'm trying to run this way and you come over here and i go back over there she's like let me go to the bathroom I gotta go. <laughs> she already knew what was gonna happen baby she knew if he got too close he was gonna snatch that ass in that scene he even said this man is leaving nothing but opportunity yeah. Because he ain't paying attention to her. He's and he's not sitting up there at the first event. Looking at her. He's and he's looking at her and looking at yeah. him and looking at him in the corner, arguing on the phone and looking at him. Then he say he's got to leave early. Yeah. And they drove separately. Why we can't ride together? Because he on that And he got to leave early. It's like, where you got to go? You already missed therapy. Where you got to yeah. go? Exactly yeah so the second time they come together is at another uh it's another they they had the one event for work then they have the other one they had a fundraiser it was a okay, fundraiser so have, and so then this is when quentin you know they go they ride separately and hold on, hold on patrice i have a question real quick before you get to that story do y'all feel that Quran, i think that's her name ronnie was wrong the sister. This is always. The sister, I was in the whole time. What's going on with the brother and what's been going on with Gemma? She didn't know about what she was wrong. She knew her brother was cheating. She knew her brother was cheating. She said it. She knew her brother was cheating. Yeah, but she didn't well, know. So did, I mean, but Gemma knew he was cheating too. So it right. wasn't like 
Ronnie was keeping anything from her. Now, I don't, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think that, and she said she didn't know about Bethany. Like she called her and was like, I did not know. Bitch, I ain't know. That, she well, didn't know about no baby. She knew about Bethany because Gemma knew about Bethany. So right. none of these people have been a secret. None of them have been a secret. Her girls knew. That's why they was pushing her. Girl, go get that D. Like, because <laughs> they knew. But the question, I've ha- been asked that question before. Like, what kind of sister? That's what I'm thinking. That's how I'm feeling. To, and you know, it's interesting. She knew her brother. She knew her brother. She loved her brother. And she said, damn, I'm rooting for him. But he's mm-hmm. stupid. And she, she said that on multiple up. occasions. Like, damn, was all like, like she kept him aside. She did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> she you wrote it. You wrote it so you know. Yeah, <laughs> she, she really did. Yeah. She absolutely did. Because she knew her brother. She loves her brother. But she knew her brother. And, and she picked her friend because right. she was hurting her friend. Her sister, mm. like that was like right. her sister. Right, because they've been friends at this point since college, so it's 20 years in. Yeah. You ride with your friend, but that don't mean you turn your back on your brother. Yeah. yeah. She necessarily turned her back. I don't think she turned her back on him. Because there was even an event that happened, that a thing that happened. She's like, I'm going to tell mom and daddy, you need to chill out. Because mm-hmm. you been tripping. And yeah. even when she came going back when her and Ezekiel when Jim and Ezekiel first met and they she went back up to her hotel room and he called and made her mad she Ronnie even said damn Quentin like I want you to win mm-hmm. but you just stupid like he just couldn't get it together he couldn't get right Quentin he had the door open but now he didn't took the hinges off the door, took the nails off the door. It ain't even no door, no more, nothing, no more. So, so, so can I explain right. where he, where the hinges the got knocked off, where he kicked okay. himself and a lot of the whole scene. scene? Huh? We can tell the whole scene. So this Literally. is a scene. This is a scene where they're at this dinner or what have you, and Quentin is there. But Quentin is kind of he's off. He's on the phone. He's talking or whatever. Gemma, on the phone. Gemma is there and she's enjoying herself. I believe when he comes in, she's like, you know, because she's got sorority sisters and stuff like that. So she's she's popular. She's a popular person. She's got friend, acquaintances, and she's so a prom queen. Yeah, queen. 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 So so she's got good relationships or whatever. But um, Quentin's girlfriend, mistress or what have you, is at this particular party. She takes it upon herself to come. This this stuff pisses me off. Don't Bitch, know your place. Don't come talk to me about shit. You there's no conversations with me. I don't don't you don't need to come. So she comes to her, and it's <laughs> almost like she's pleading to Gemma, like. Make your husband step up. He's blocked my calls. Oh, because I listened to the audible. So that's. He won't call me. She's like, he won't call her anymore. He won't accept her calls. He blocked her so she can't even call. And then she's telling his wife this. And all the time, Dr. Green is right there. And so her husband comes up. I mean, um, Quentin comes up and he was like, Bethany, not here, not now, please. 
And she said, what do you expect me to do, Quentin? I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. We have decisions to make. You expect mm -hmm. me to just raise this, this, this baby by myself? You could have bought Gemma for no dollars and no cents. And you looking at my wife waiting. for validation, for help, for, to, for and, you to be like, yeah, Quentin, you need to step up and help raise And so baby. Quentin, this is where Quentin really messed up at. So in this instance, he got his one, his, this girl that he didn't block that's there, Bethany. He got his woman, his wife there. And he tells her, baby, I'm going to explain this to you. I'm so sorry. We're going to mm -hmm. fix this. Then he tells Dr. Green, kick this door open. Watch her for <laughs> Watch if I'm, I'm gonna be right back. Watch her for just, just stay right here with my wife. I got you, dog. Dr. Right. Right Green said, I'm gonna watch but from think in between about, her legs. Think about it, though. Gemma, what did Gemma say? That she had been compliant. Mm -hmm. So Quentin in his head is like, she's not going nowhere. She's not going she nowhere. She's right here when I get back. Like I told her ass. Well, but you she, don't leave your don't wife. She only wants me. She don't want him. If it's so two he women, was so he was you, so stay, at that point. you stay and beg your wife. You don't leave That's to right. go placate the other woman. To put that hoe in a car. Family, then you stay and you get on your knees and you fucking beg me. Mm -hmm. You don't mm -hmm. go like, let me go talk to her real quick and expect me, your wife, who doing what you for 20, 20 years. Raise your big head ass babies. And you want me to wait while you go talk to Bethany for a moment? Right. And I'm supposed Bethany. to wait. Where's what am I supposed me? to do? Is it supposed to like do, no, 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 What am I supposed to do while you out here talking to this heifer? <laughs> Who had well, the, the audacity to approach me? Watching you. That's right. That, what I want to know is why Quinn never real part real quick. Why Quinn never got a POV? I just want to know peek inside of what the hell he was thinking. <laughs> he was selfish. It, and it's so funny. It is so funny you say that because initially I was I wanted to write this book from three points of view, mm -hmm. and Quinn was going to initially. He but got it, was hard for, it was hard for me to give Quinn a point of view. <laughs> so be like it was very like, very because you got to say he didn't deserve to have a point of view mm -hmm. in my opinion I feel like this was about Gemma's growth this was about and giving him his own anything he had enough of calling her 10,000 times and yeah prolonging the the divorce and all of those like he did all his fuckboy shit like no right. he didn't need his own chapters <laughs> he mm -hmm. just so I didn't really want to give him and initially I thought about it but I was like you know what nah, I'm okay mm -hmm. I, I don't think he deserved his his point of view and I needed him he his behavior had to be extreme for Gemma to leave right mm -hmm. you know because she had already done so much and she hadn't left so what so made you write, What made you write him in a way like once she so she left with Dr. Green because her husband obviously left with his woman. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. he started once he got her settled, then immediately he started calling Jill like, where are you? What are you doing? Like he was mad that she wasn't mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. What made you write it that way? Because I'm like, we, this is crazy. Because at that point, that's when he needed to see that she was no longer compliant. Mm -hmm. that he that she was changing that she was shifting and that he needed to be like huh i left her with dr green <laughs> dr green gone 
What you say? Carry no. carry the one. Right. <laughs> Hello. Look, two plus two equal four. Like, but her friend Maxie's still here. So who 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 she with? Who, Where's who she, she at? With? So it was almost like you that I didn't write it in there, but you knew that's what he was thinking. Like, where this bitch at? Where's she at? <laughs> how dare she? Where is my wife at? Why I'm with my pregnant woman? Why I'm mm-hmm. with my pregnant I'm mistress. with my pregnant mistress. Where my wife at? Where my wife? Right, exactly. So he needed to, she needed to keep him guessing at that point. And, and that, that's when the shift started to happen. That's when the shift had to happen in the book is she had to stop being compliant and stop catering to Quentin. Mm-hmm. How and hard was it? That's yes. How hard was it to keep the angry black woman lid on for Gemma and writing her? Because it was so many instances, so many opportunities for her to snap off and she just yeah. kept her nice poise yeah. homecoming so queen like you know white glove yeah you know composure like full transparency it wasn't that hard similar to what you all were talking about earlier i've been married and divorced um on my second marriage and that first marriage was a lot and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of some of that stuff is in this book Mm -hmm. that first was a lot but when you're done you're done Mm, and mm. I needed her to be done and me arguing with you yelling at you jumping off like I normally would when I'm done ain't no love here no more y'all know so I, I got a song down. y'all know I got a song what's the sound what's when the sound when a woman said uh, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nothing it ain't you do about it and no, at that point okay go ahead at that point it was no point of her screaming and hollering at this man because it's like he has shown you who he is time and time again. And not shame on him no more, not shame on me. So right. I got to make some decisions for how I'm going to move forward. So there were moments where I wanted her to be that kind of, you know, popping off. But I was like, nope, I'm not even going to let her be that. I want her to be different than what most the people think the stereotypical Black woman would do. Mm-hmm. and the stereotypical would would have towed his car up ripped the seats out the truck I would have reached out and touched Bethany because bitch you knew about me in, in, your 40s, in your 40s in your 40s first of all and you done I I feel Gemma like I it, it, yeah, I'm just, yeah I was like she too old I felt like she was too old Cause I was, it was almost like a what would Jesus do moment. Cause mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, what would you do, Stacy? No, Stacy slash Robbie Renee would not be fussing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might have tapped on Bethany a few times. Man, tapped on him. <laughs> tapped on him. <laughs> I, I read something. Yeah, now said, like, don't talk to me. Bethany was wrong. Don't get like trust. She was trying Bethany to have a wrong. woman to woman moment at the wrong time. You know what? Woman to woman, woman I will beat your ass. How about right. you? you better get all the, the way out of my face? Remains. Who is responsible for Gemma at the end of the day? Quentin was responsible for Gemma at the end of the day. Mm. He should have been the one who was taking care of her feelings and her heart and all this kind of stuff. Bethany don't care about Gemma. Right. We run out of time. So when Dr. Green gets his hands on Gemma, he is not letting her go. Okay. He takes her down so through. in this part of the book, great sex, y'all. 
Y'all ain't ready. Well, the first time that they was together, they did not have sex. He ate her intimately. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. talking about um, yeah. when he when she went to his house. Yeah, when she went to the house after the the gala, they had sex. Did they yes. have sex? I thought he just. I thought it was just oral. Mm-hmm. I think she got four orgasms before she went home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to play for the bitch. And I was like, gosh, damn, we was rude. So basically in this part of the book to me, I felt like Dr. Green, Zeke, Z, as she would call him, was really kind of pulling her back together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some people may feel like, okay, you know, why he had to come in and save me or why did he have to come in and put me back together? But the love that he was showing her and he was showing up for her allowed her space to heal. Right. Yeah. He yeah, said, drop I, your location and I will always come for you. Every, every, every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Because I feel like I've been cursing a lot. I hope I'm cursing. This is the Black Girl Book Club podcast. Listen, we are all about this. He said, send me your location and I will come through. But he said, what did he say to Quentin though? That's what that is probably my favorite scene in the whole book where he talked about one person's trash is another's person's treasure. And then he said basically he was like, You fumbled the ball. He said, and every star that you thought she had, I thought was a story. And exactly. everything I needed to know about her. Exactly. So I, and that, that's kind of what you said. Yeah, he appreciated Every star her was a story. He appreciated her crown. He would go adjust mm-hmm. her crown if he needed to. Like, he you know just he appreciated said? He her. He said, scars and all, I love all that shit. I all that shit. shit. I read all every single Gemma had word. surgery. She had um, surgery on her breast. Mm-hmm. So she had some scars that she was very conscious of and self conscious of, and she didn't like it. And Zeke was said, like, "I love all that shit." Yes, let me see what she <laughs> oh, I'm a man on her. So said, I have a question. I have a question for you, for the audience. You know, everybody, right? So towards the end of the book, once the divorce proceedings was going through and all of that, once the divorce proceedings went through. Um, Gemma pulled back from um Dr. Green. She pulled mm-hmm. back from him and he's hurting. He's hurting. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is he's tore up. And so when I was reading, I'm like, who is not wrong, but um, like, is she wrong for stringing him along? Or is he wrong for expecting all of this from her, considering her situation? Mm. he was hurt he was upset like why are you doing this to me and yeah. she's taking care of her at this time it's like i'm taking shallow because shallow I mean, you know right and the baby the majority the daughter. of our marriage right and he he like her. she he said he was like this pain in my heart this hole in my heart he was like just you know i don't know if you're gonna stay but just make it feel better just for a minute he said mm-hmm. because it's killing me not being with you and not all these other from you, couples around not talking him. to you is killing me. Just make it feel better for yeah. just a minute. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I just thought that it was a right or a wrong. Honestly, it's hard for me to say one person was right or wrong because I think he was justified because she said that she, he wasn't in this alone mm-hmm. and she told him that. Um, and then I think she was justified because she had to take care of her, her you know, daughter who was struggling through the divorce and trying to find a place of her own and get her own, you know, just get her own. And find her own own self because she's never not been with a man since she was a child. Mm -hmm. Basically, like, what, 19 years old? Like, she's been, she went from her daddy's house to Quentin's house and then was kind of transitioning into to Zeke's house so that's a lot yeah, I mean even though we can be, and people have asked me well why you know why didn't they get married or why did why did you end it like and I'm like I don't think it needed to end that way I think mm-hmm. it needed to end with her being somebody's girlfriend somebody else's girlfriend because she lived a girlfriend for two seconds and then mm-hmm. they had a baby and got married so mm-hmm. it just wouldn't have felt right to me for them mm-hmm. to like he heard him to whisk her off into the whatever and they got married that just would have felt weird to me mm-hmm. Quentin was trying like to he jumped from daughter. the frying pan into the fire all over again mm-hmm. without that actual true self-discovery that's right that's right mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. good y'all this was real good this was really good yeah. well, before we close it um how do you think Zeke? I mean, do you think most men will be able to do what Zeke did, stand by his woman through the whole process? Because basically, you the side piece, you the side nigga. You know, even though I'm telling you not the side nigga, but yeah. in actuality, you are. Like, I go around your friends for Thanksgiving. Yeah. We have a, the, the whole drama spill. My brother in my ear, and my mama <laughs> know. You know, I can't be out with you publicly. Yeah. You know, well, you know, you're full enough for Valentine's Day. I gotta hurry up and close the garage because we all live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> like, damn. I think because he went through it with his ex that he sort of understood the process, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. what made him understand what Gemma was kind of dealing with. And he and he said, I am what these other men were to my wife, to my ex-wife right so I think he understood the process but it was just something about Gemma mm-hmm. that he, he was attracted to him but her, her milkshake bring all the boys to the yard to that. huh her milkshake bring all the boys to the yard listen <laughs> honey it, 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 it brought Dr. Green to the yard yes it did <laughs> and he, you know what? I'm so happy for Gemma he it, the way you wrote it, it was the opposite. It's, it feels like sometimes it'd be the one, always the woman that's willing to risk it all. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, he told his mother, because his, his brother was upset. He was like, this position that he got, this provost position, this means a lot to him. I know you right. got your thing, but this means a lot to him. Yeah. And, and it's like, he's risking all of that trying to, I've seen him risk that two times trying to be with you. But he told his mother and his brother, I'm willing to risk it all for mm-hmm. this marriage. Yeah, I'm willing to risk it. He trusted her. He trusted what he was feeling, Mm -hmm. and he trusted her, and it worked out in the end. (laughs) It did. It did work out. Thank you so much for coming. Of course, tell us what you got coming up next. 
Are there any spinoffs to this book? Okay, yeah, because we got uh Oh, is there any spinoffs? Out here, do we get a novella? Like, you know, what's tea? You know, it is so funny because initially I was like, okay, I'm done with the mm-hmm. but I, they've been talking to me a little bit. I will say they've been talking to me a little bit. So there's a possibility of a novella. They in your DM. They in your DMs. <laughs> been in my dm i'm trying to write another book and i'm thinking about that book uh so there will possibly be a uh, just something to wrap their story up i think there's still some some things that they need to go through mm-hmm. so something to wrap their story up you'll definitely see ezra and karan okay. um, you'll also see myron in um uh maxi okay there's 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 a couple more stories out of monroe university that'll come maybe shiloh will get a book you know i've actually had a getting something like that could be a cute story i typically don't write that young Mm -hmm. so i would have to determine would i be you know would i even be able to have that voice of a 20 something year old right (laughs) so we'll see though we'll see but i think shiloh could have a really cute story um as well and then that's coming but my next release will probably be um if you've read a beautiful surprise if you haven't read it it's a really good book it's a friends to lovers um which is one of my favorite tropes um the second book in that that series will be coming coming in Okay. Cool. Yeah. I want to ask you a question from the um uh, from the chat. Jennifer asks, um, what made you choose the sororities and fraternities that you chose for this book? Well, first of all, I am a very proud 21-year member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. All right. Um, <laughs> there's that. Um, and then, you know, the there's a connection between Deltas and Q. Mm-hmm. So that just, you know, made you got beat by one. An alpha, so he kind of mad that I made the person a Q in the book, but um, <laughs> so that's how I that's yeah, that's my sorority. So that's how I chose it because I felt like I could talk about my sorority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you get bit by a cute dog i got bit one time girl honey <laughs> i think we all did licked up my entire leg coming out of some smoke <laughs> on the ground no <laughs> baby them dogs are something else <laughs> they are something else i'm like oh my god if you don't back the fuck up why you don't you got rabies oh my god <laughs> don't say that yes. we love they are so you, you have a lot of stories in the group yeah, they they're shouting so you out you're okay, so shouting you out Okay, I, you said out. what I didn't hear you. I said your your uh, your sorors are shouting you out on the page. So you have to take a look and get off. <laughs> so yeah, y'all put any questions that y'all have. She can answer them later if she yep. up to it. Um, yes, and too. then how can the people find you on social media if they need to get on your email list? I'll let yep. yourself to date to you. You can find me on Facebook as Author Robbie Renee. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Robbie Renee Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. I'm on TikTok as Robbie Renee Writes as well. Um, so those are the best three ways to get me. I'm usually on Instagram a little more than Facebook and TikTok, but I respond to DMs as long as y'all are not telling me what to do or stay <laughs> in your way. <laughs> Readers, mind your business. Tell me you ain't like my book. Or something. <laughs> 
and I'll be in person at the uh, Urban Expo in Chicago in August and in person with Girlfriends Unfiltered in Pasadena, California in September. So definitely come see me. I'll probably see you in Chicago. I plan on coming to the Chicago event. Yes. Okay, y'all. Well, um, we about to end the show. I'm gonna turn the recording off. Um, but